Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood. Keeper of the Chronicle and all around a spooky dude. <laughs> Our coterie has come up with a daywalker theme. Iris struggled to maintain her composure around the delectable mortal morsel of Todd. Ridley tried to impersonate her brother, but luckily Everett kept the team focused on their goal. What will come next for our coterie? Listen on, find out, and abandon hope on ye who listen here. You enter the three of you. <laughs> we just leave bleeding Todd at the bottom of the stairs. Hell like yeah, that is exactly what we yeah. would do. Um, you enter this sort of um, large, very plush um, uh, sort of faculty pub. Uh, if you'll recall, the three of you having just dealt with Todd, the asshole student council president. It really sounds like a low-stakes adventure for three vampires, but hey. Um, <laughs> the having, real stakes uh, were in not killing him. Yeah, actually, <laughs> true. that is very true. Uh, so having left him uh, with shattered teeth and little dignity at the bottom of a flight of stairs, uh, you've entered into a club in search of Professor um, Gordon Stevenson, 
um, who has just recorded a TED talk and then had um, a meet and greet for kind of the plebs. Uh, but you've managed to sweet talk your way into his Patreon only um, meet and greet, uh, VIP meet and greet. Um, so uh, the place is uh, it, it's uh, pretty hopping um, because it's a Patreon related thing. He's got like a lot of his longtime supporters and fans. Um, <clears throat> you kind of scan the room for him. Um, the three of you should look out of place, but there are a, an interesting mix of students and kind of society types. So um, you recognize kind of a mid-level politician. Um, there is a, uh, you know, recently disgraced hockey announcer um, <laughs> and then just kind of a, a random assortment of, of people. Um, but uh, you see, you finally kind of lock eyes on the man himself. And um, he appears to be kind of near the bar um, and he's pontificating on something. You can see he's kind of like talking to an, a, a group of people who are really, really into what he's saying. Um, but the other people seem to be kind of um, mixing and mingling. You get the sense this is almost it, it's partially a meet and greet with him. It also seems to be kind of a good networking event for a lot of the people who ascribe to his philosophy. Uh, subscribe, ascribe to his philosophy. Jesus, Mickey. Am I the only woman in the room? Uh, no, there are a few. Um, there are uh, an unfortunate amount of like people hanging off of people's arms. Uh, you see some sort of trophy folk, uh, but then there are also kind of that weird cadre that you always see in like Trump supporter things where it's just like three incredibly attractive blonde women who just for some reason are all about this weird regressive philosophy. Um, so uh, they're all standing nearby kind of in rapt attention. Uh, that said, there is a woman behind the bar who looks like she's trying to figure out whether if she smashes the bottle hard enough into her own eye, if she might be able to escape this hell. Is that Karen McGillicuddy? No, Karen's still out of town. Damn it. <laughs> you have to wait until season three to meet Karen McGillicuddy. <laughs> no! Arch Lich of Montreal. <laughs> Karen McGillicuddy is DLC. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. Paywall he's behind a her. side mission. Yeah. Side mission. <laughs> you walk up to a, qu- a quest giving character who's like, Oh no, we gotta find Karen McGillicuddy. Twelve ninety nine. Visit the PlayStation <laughs> she Store. Seems so important. Yeah. And she comes with horse armor. Um, so, so Oris, here's the thing: we've got to get him out of the party if we want to talk to him. But we know he used to be a really good public speaker, and now he's shit. Mm-hmm. So, what if you go and confront him because you? are a poet, which means being a vampire will not affect your public speaking abilities. Make a fuss, maybe win a little debate, do a little yelly yelly. I was when thinking he... we'd challenge him to a debate too. Yeah, but if you do it, because you're important, then we just wait and when he storms down the back hallway, we follow and bam, bam, Bob's your uncle, have a chat in a little basement. Sure. So social combat is a major part of Vampire. Oh, um, no. So. I don't know. As Megan, the person, I have had enough <laughs> debate ability to pull this shit off. Honestly, Miles, I'm pretty sure you just walk up and you're like, hating women and making your bed don't make you special. You win the debate. That's it. Yeah. It's, this it's, game will yeah. only, only dice will ever say that's wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, just quote Leslie Noe. I mean, like, men's rights are nothing. <laughs> just, <laughs> I think she's got a point. Um, so it's not that uh, you as Miles, the performer, need to come up with these debates. And we can just sort of talk about them in broad strokes. No, I know. But, um, <laughs> but uh, basically, this is why willpower exists. Because it's essentially your mental health as opposed to your health points, which are your literal health. So um, I guess based on what how you want to try and uh, 
debate him is what will determine what stats we use. So similar to any other situation you've entered, what's the kind of tact you want to take? Do you want to try and uh, disprove him? Do you want to try and shout him down? Do you want to uh, attack his credibility? What, what, what kind of vibe are you going for? I'd probably just ask him a lot of simple questions I know he'll not be able to answer in a, in a very convincing manner. Okay, so you're like going... Like poking, hole, poking holes in... Okay, so I'm going to say and that's his like lof- a... his lofty bed-making ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to say probably charisma um, or wits. And I would say, uh, let's see, etiquette, persuasion. I'll take persuasion. Hell yeah. Well, okay. Steamroll him. Here's the other thing. Are you trying to... Mm, Okay. Yeah, this is a, a, a careful distinction. Are you aiming it at him or the crowd? Because if it's the crowd, I would also take performance. If it's him, I think it has to be persuasion. I think it's probably him. I want to make him angry. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. I want to make him feel stupid. Great. So you begin to ask him, uh, he's, he's got these like 12 basic rules that he's trying to like talk through. It's, he's pointing to the stack of signed books that he's also trying to sell. Um, and, uh, you start poking holes in those very rules. So yeah, if you want to grab, um, Charisma and persuasion? Yes, for this one. Uh, and then he's going to have to roll an opposed check. Oh, man. <laughs> I like the number of dice in your hands. Yeah, that's a good amount. That's really good. It's four successes. Four? Okay. Two of them are hunger dice, if that makes a difference. Uh, only if they are... No. Nope. Okay, then it doesn't. Uh, okay, cool. So you had four successes. Um, he had one. So he takes three points of will damage. He yells, I wrote a book. <laughs> Men better. Yeah, he's, um, he's taking that, that sort of classic clawing tone where it's just like, oh, well, of course you would think that. But listen, I wrote a book. And he points to um, his stack of books. Uh, how many books has Iris written, do you think? Six. So <laughs> you just start counting them off. And then like the lady behind the bar holds one up. And then, like, one of the dudes gets his out, and, and um, like, you kind of hear a murmuring of, like, yeah, dude, she's she's written books, too. She's written, like, a lot more books than you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, you see, the maternal instinct in the female <laughs> suggests that they want <sighs> to nurture things on the page, whereas I bring my lessons out to you, the people. But you can see that he's frustrated. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that he's already had to fall back on shitting on motherhood means that this is clearly going badly for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, I imagine um, that being around this much just bile must be kind of trying for you. So I'm going to need you to roll me a composure no. <laughs> and awareness check, please. Okay. So, sorry, I'm not sure what I roll for that. Oh, uh, composure. Okay. Yeah. So take your composure stat. And um, actually, I would say... Insight would do. Insight, not awareness. Okay. Insight. And then again with the hunger dice yeah. still. And this is just, again, the same urge that you had with Todd, where it's just... Gotta. It's, it's a lot to be in this environment. One success. One success? Okay, so you're clearly the better debater, and your points are clearly more valid, 
but this is just kind of all the things you hate incarnate. Um, and uh, also, it's possible that this man's been murdering people and just really ruining your day. Um, so you start to get a little bit edgy. Uh, I'm going to increase the difficulty on your next roll by one. Uh, so what does that mean? <laughs> it's mostly for me to know. I'm just informing oh, okay. you that because uh, I, I don't tend to tell you guys what the difficulty on these checks are. Yeah, I'm definitely not as cool and composed as I as I started out being because he's just his his petulant and persistent nature is is really really fucking annoying. It's also nearly impossible to debate someone who can just fall back on like childish pseudo Yeah, but I'm a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but my penis. Um, that said, the crowd is kind of with you given that you dealt him kind of the willpower damage first. They're, they're kind of on your side, mm-hmm. but it is getting harder. Uh, Ridley and Everett, what are you guys doing while, while this, uh, this clash of the Titans is going on? Uh, are there any other exits besides the stairway that we came up? Um, there's one behind the bar and then just the one Fine. This place is a death trap. Like this is a bad fire zone. Okay, I'm gonna wait by the door that we came in then, um, because the plan is basically I'm completely confident that Iris will fuck this guy's shit up. Uh, because, like it's yeah, we both are. Yeah, it's no <laughs> fucking problem. Sure. So the plan is we get him upset enough that he leaves, and then we follow him. So I'm getting ready to basically follow. I'm gonna basically lean up against uh, the wall beside the doorway um, so that I can still take in the view of the room. I can basically get a good look at everyone. Anybody who comes walking up the stairs has to come kind of past me. So it just kind of helps me sure, get yeah, the lay of the sense. land. And also if he walks through the doorway beside me, I'm right there behind him following him out. I'm going to uh, drift closer to the front of the crowd because I don't know when he loses this fight, if he's going to go at her. So I want to be ready to intercept that. Or if anybody in the crowd decides to get uppity, then I can sort of intercept quietly with the like hand on shoulder that would hurt very much. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Love it. Um, All right. So uh, we kind of enter round two of, of the combat. Um, So he's getting more petulant, which means you've got the upper hand, but also you're starting to lose your composure Mm because there's a lot of childishness. So uh, I assume you want to stay at the course, try the same thing again. Okay, great. So I think uh, as the debate continues to go now, you're you're shifting up from just insulting his book to just straight up going after the base assumptions of his philosophy. He keeps name dropping philosophers, but you can tell he doesn't really know how they relate to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, as Aristotle once said to Descartes. <laughs> <laughs> As Sorry, this is, this, is com- this, is, um, this is, we're back to your original role, so charisma, charisma and, and uh, persuasion. persuasion. In my head, it, like Ridley's like, oh, I can't read, but oh no, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> he opens his mouth to say, well, actually. Uh, mm, it's a messy success. There's a, there's a 10 on a hunger <laughs> die. Does one give us a messy success? No. Is there another 10? No. Okay, if it's only one, it's then... Four, it's four successes and... One okay, time. so it's only a messy successy if it's uh, part of a critical win. Okay. So if you have two tens and one of them is hunger, then it's a messy successy. Okay, so it's just... It's a just, a, just a regular successy. <laughs> That's why I'm not saying it in my weird voice. Yep. That one's I know, not there man. Just, just, just waiting. <laughs> you got to earn it. Um, so I'm sorry, Miles. It's a total of four? Yeah. Okay, I'll roll for him. Oh, that was close to a successy. Um, so, uh, he rolled three successes, Mm -hmm. so he'll only take one point of will damage. Um, but he's, he's, he's sweating. He's, he's getting pretty, like, it's, it's getting concerned. It's getting to the point where he's starting to have indignant little, like, uh, things after each one. And he's starting to like rapidly readjust his, his jacket a bit more. 
Um, so you realize it's time to go in for the kill. What do you think is the thing you decide to attack about him that'll really put him up and over the edge? Mm. He's like yelling something about lobsters. It doesn't really make any sense. It sounds impressive, <laughs> but it's very hard to follow. Um, this is also probably a good point uh, for me to point out that I'd probably uh, make a, an insinuation about his him having a dick doesn't mean he he controls the human race. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's fair. Go ahead and grab your dice. Uh, I'm just going to throw a disclaimer that uh, Blood and Syrup is an entirely fictional podcast, uh, not based on any true lives and any similarities to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Anyway, carry on and roll. The same thing again. So yes, it's please. composure One and. One last time. Wow, our lawyer can finally breathe. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, Ripley. You can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> an insight. Okay. Dog lawyer. Coming to NBC. <laughs> I think it's good if they satis- if they satirize Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Shut up, dog. <laughs> this case is going to be super rough. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Oh, another, another close four. one. But four. All right. So he, he says, well, uh, I think actually what you don't understand about having a penis, since you clearly <laughs> don't have one, uh, is, but he, he rolls low. So he's kind of like, is... Well, you see, because Freud and um, uh, the uh, the male, I don't fucking like you. Uh, and he <laughs> just uh, he he begins to to storm out uh, out the back, um, oh, and he just keeps y- yelling yelling to the rest. Yeah, like and people are now like chuckling with you, like he's clearly been broken and um, uh, he's uh, just kind of saying like you you don't like depend on yourself, people. Don't don't listen. Don't don't don't. Listen to the opiate of the masses and and her. Yep. <laughs> and he storms storms to the door. You hear the bartender yell, Did you I didn't s- pay your tab, you prick. Was it something I said? And everyone like bursts into laughter and like people start coming forward to get you to sign copies of his book. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, it's a it's a good day to be Iris Dunn. Great. Um, and then you see Todd kind of come in, like holding a uh, napkin to his face. He's like, did I miss it? And um, uh, Dr. Stevenson just like shoves him against a wall and storms past him. So and he's, he's in the front like, door? Uh, yeah, he's heading back down the stairs. Yeah, so Everett and I are both immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just like on his shoulder. Um, so you can see that um, Professor Stevenson has some uh, entourage as well, but they're having a hard time getting through the crowd mobbing Iris. Um, so you're able to track him down the stairs. Um, and um, you can hear him muttering to himself about like, well, it's just not fair because I mean, obviously she just has so many advantages that I never had. Uh, I'm gonna call out to him, uh, Mr. Stevenson. I'm not gonna call him Doctor. It's like <laughs> Doctor, I didn't spend two and a half years getting an online philosophy doctorate to not be called Doctor. Well, gosh, I'm real sorry about that. Uh, hey, I heard uh, what she said to you up there, and that's just that just ain't fair, is it? No, that it is not fair. I'll come down and I'll put my arm around him and I'll start to kind of like guide <laughs> the way we're walking. Yeah, he, he looks like visibly uncomfortable about human touch, but he's yeah. like, oh, um, yes, well, no, uh, no it, it is true. And I, I, I appreciate that that a rugged uh, man such as yourself um, 
you know, uh, understands the, the necessity of, of carving one's own path out. Wow. The future is ash unless we can contain it ourselves. Well, you that, know. Sure, that sure means a lot coming from a feller like you. Uh, I'd love to pick your brain a little more. I'm like guiding him to like an well, alley. Well, you can join like my, my Patreon. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I have a, a date with a video of myself. And he starts to pull away. I'm not letting him go. And I'm continuing to walk to the alley. Uh, and Ridley, what are you doing? Oh, like he's going to get to walk away. I just turn in and join it. And then it's just like headlock arm locks. Like I just I work both. So I'm just fully grappling. I'm like, we're we're going to railroad him right into this alley. Um, and he he's like, oh, well, I think you gentlemen have made a dire mistake. Um, and he's going to try and struggle his way out. Say, oh, well, I guess I better rely on my fucking self. <laughs> uh, so he rolls. uh Two successes. Um, Ryan, go ahead and roll your grapple. I know it's your weakest ability. <laughs> um, as you put together your dice pool, we'll cut back up to the pub. Um, so, uh, Iris, people are, are kind of like hanging on your every word. Um, is there anything you want to be doing while they're muscling them? You know you have to get out there eventually, but you kind of have a few minutes of everyone's attention. Yeah, I probably um, give a little uh, thank you speech for their support and and uh, try to try to pimp my own Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need funds for our work, boys. And then uh, um, I'll probably go have a chat with a bartender because she she seems to know what's up. Out of all of these lugheads. Uh, cool. All right. So. Um... You managed to get some new subscribers. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, and then we'll cut back down to the alley. I like that the the two ways our coterie works are like, one group is always murdering something, whether it's verbally or physically, and the other is usually doing some like delightful like PR <laughs> gamble. Like, it's cool just getting us some, some patrons. Flack, flack, flack. Like, yeah, just, you know. Hey, I am no help in the brawn department. Hey, you so already I'm won your gonna... fight. I get it. I just, I like the dichotomy. All right, so Ridley, what, what are you rolling there? I have four successes. Um, you know, it must be all that steak he says he eats because he is actually remarkably spry. Um, you managed to kind of keep him held, and I, I think Everett is largely because you also have a hand on him, but he's a slippery little motherfucker, and he he might be getting away from you. Uh, um, as we're kind of just struggling to keep him in, in check here, uh, I'm just going to briefly converse with uh, Ridley and just say, uh, does this seem, you know, unnaturally strong to you? Well, there's two of us, and there's one of him. So all I'm saying is, let's break his fucking limbs and put him in a trunk. Right, just looking for a consensus. <laughs> and I'm fully engaging him now physically as well. We, we would like to disable his ability to fight us. And by that, I mean I will hurt him as much as I can without <laughs> killing him. Um, okay, so uh, I'm not going to make you roll for that because there's two of you, and you've kind of got him uh, in an alley. Um as you go to break his arm, uh, he starts screaming, help, help, I'm being assaulted. Oh, great. Then, yeah, we're just going full like, on the mouth. Like, I just want to wrap the arm around the neck and just say, oh, oh you know, why don't you just go to sleep? Why don't you just get your shh, <laughs> Because sh- sleep. sleep is for libtards. Oh, I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> don't kill him. Don't and then I just, kill him. I just want to pop him a punch in the temple just to knock him out. <laughs> um, cool. So you, you crack him in the head, uh, and he seems dazed, but uh, still up. It's like, it's going to take more than that to defeat the modern Superman. I'll, I'll, I'll punch him uh, in the sternum. <laughs> I'm going to punch the shit out of this yeah. guy. Um, yeah, you uh, you begin to, to lay the smack down. Um, but uh, you can hear commotion and uh, you can hear, uh, Professor Stevenson, where are you? We're, we're coming. I've got my whistle. 
<laughs> Campus security is real limited in what they can do. Oh no! And I go to fucking whistle, and then I punch him in the head again. Uh, all right, so um, he's he's dazed, but again, you you are definitely dealing with with kind of uh, supernatural level of uh, resistance. But he's yeah, he's definitely not doing great. Uh, he he his willpower was already pretty beat up and now he's physically beat up so, I, so I, you can drag him away if you're planning can, on like like is his willpower completely tapped out or he's he got like got, one point i'm gonna tell him to fight me like a man <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah tyler go ahead roll your uh <laughs> damn man back to when men were men <laughs> it's like resolve maybe uh got him in manipulation yeah. i'm just punching him in the face and you're like oh come uh, on yeah, <laughs> Fight some, me like a man. Some, like, stop being, stop some, being like, a pussy. Some hateful shit that like I don't really buy into, but I know would just get him going. Like you take a punch like a pussy. Or some <laughs> shit like, like that. <laughs> I'm about to change your pronouns today. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you to the end, you snowflake ass motherfucker. As like really just beat <laughs> Every time he talks, I have to hit him again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So go ahead and roll your. Um, what, what do we think? Like. Probably manipulation and, I mean, maybe brawl? I don't know. Um, manipulation is under mental? Uh, no, it's up top. Oh, excuse me. Uh, social. Um, I think streetwise. Yeah, okay. Is what I'm I take streetwise. Um, and I, definitely manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, two successes. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give him slight disadvantage because of the headlock, <laughs> the slab of meat that's currently pounding him. Oof, <laughs> double threes. So oh, great. Okay. Um, I he, just want to take the wind out of his like, yeah. So he sa- like emotional sales. Yeah, so <laughs> so he, uh, he he struggles against you, um, and he, he like you you just you, you see him just kind of go yeah yeah well well. I wrote a book, uh, and then he just like begins to to angry sob, like self hating sob, okay. um, and uh, with that you're able to drag him uh, into the the boot of the car. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, that's great because I would love for you to tell us some stories. <laughs> and we'll throw him into the trunk <laughs> of the car. Stories are for. And then just slam the door. Great. So, Iris, you approach the bartender. Um, and, uh, she goes, Hey, uh, big fan. Thanks for shutting down Captain Asshat. This has been an exhausting day and I really appreciate that not happening anymore. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. He's, uh, he's had it coming. Great. Uh, well, listen, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you get this a lot, bit of a fan. Uh, and we normally only serve this to like snobby assholes, but I'm so glad to get to serve it to you. And she pulls out just a bottle of, of classy classy bourbon that you've always wanted to try it's like a weird synthetic one from japan that's won a bunch of awards um and uh she pours one. she's like here you go it's on the house she's like pours herself like a just a a drip of it she's like yeah you know one for me too she pans it to you and she goes cheers what do you do i'm gonna drink that bourbon okay i'm gonna need you to roll me a stamina or resolve stamina i think yeah yeah stamina stamina um, we'll just call this a pure stamina check. I think I don't think any of the rest of these really make sense. Nope. Oh no. <laughs> All right. So um, you go to drink it, and 
it's just particularly with so much blood around, like you can smell the, the fresh blood off Todd's mouth nearby. Um, you, uh, you, you cough, uh, you kind of choke on it. Now you can, I will let you succeed with a consequence or you can just kind of socially embarrass yourself slightly. Probably social embarrass, socially embarrass myself a little. This is weirdly like a big step forward for Iris. This yeah. is the first time you've actually let, let your modern state affect you. Um, so yeah, like you, you kind of cough and, and like you awkwardly kind of spit it up onto your shirt and, uh, you, you kind of look vaguely, I don't know, apologetically at her. Would it be suspiciously or like angrily? What do you think? No, it'd probably be like embarrassed and apologetic. I'd probably own up to be being like an awkward moment Yeah, okay. on me, not on her. Sure. So she'd be like, Oh, Oh, I, I Hey, I, I'm sorry. Also it, it's, it's totally fine. Like you, you don't have to drink. I mean. Oh, it's okay. I've just, I haven't been feeling very well lately and I really wanted to try this and my body's just oh. not, not, I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's, that's totally okay. I should have asked you if you wanted something other than extraordinarily, uh, oh, no, sharp bourbon. You've just been incredibly lovely and I just didn't want to, didn't want to offend you. Oh, um, that's, that's very nice. Thank you. Oh, listen, um, can I, can I take you out for a drink sometime? Uh, Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, where can I write my phone number down? Uh, here, on this book. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, there's already someone in here, but all right. Uh, I'm up to a challenge. Um, <laughs> and uh, she signs it. She says, uh, my name's Rachel, uh, Rachel McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Rachel. Um, and uh, with that, you make your way out of the bar, and you know, you thought there was something familiar about her, and she really does look like the lady in that picture. Um, so you make your way outside, and you see a couple of campus security running around with whistles, going like, oh, um, pardon me, ma'am, there's a bit of a situation somewhere, and then they just kind of dart <laughs> off. Uh, you make your way back to the car, um, and uh, you see Everett, who uh, gets just like making his way back to the, the driver's seat. You see Ridley sitting contentedly up on the, the bumper, just like swinging his legs in the air mm. contentedly. Um, yeah. Do you guys say anything to each other before you go? I'll, uh, I'll come around and I'll open the, the back passenger side door for you and I'll point at you like I don't recognize you. Like, Iris Dunn? Yes, my Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with that, uh, the three of you make your way Back to Mayday Malone's to deal with a certain prick who's in the trunk. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and you can join our Patreon of darkness, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Cuellar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.